Delusion will be one of the greatest problems that we have in the last days. There will be all types of things that sound right but are wrong. We must prove all things. We must love the truth. How can you be of God and think it's unimportant? I have met people in church groups who don't think it's important. They think, oh, that's just a little thing. That's not important. I have seen the same people separated from the church groups, from us, because they did not think the truth of God was important in the matter at hand. It can be a secular matter. It can be a spiritual matter. It doesn't make any difference which it is. Truth is critical. Two or three years ago, football coach Urban Myers was considering taking a job in the NFL. He had quit two uh, college teams because of his health. But he was considering going back into the NFL and coaching. I heard his own words on this subject that he was considering going back in. But a woman wouldn't pay any attention at all to what he said. She had made up her mind that he had a brain tumor and was therefore not going to coach ever again. She didn't pursue the interview to hear what the man said. It didn't seem important to her. She'd made up her own mind. She might be right, she might be wrong. But see, the point is, we have to care about the truth, even on something as silly as football. If that's the subject, truth is important. If the Bible is the subject, truth is critical. We have to care about truth. There was a woman that was in our church group once who didn't consider it important on little things. She judged something to be little and therefore the truth wasn't important. Eventually, she was removed from our group by God. And she went off and followed a delusion. Truth is critical. It's critical in everything. Paul says, prove all things. Prove it. And hold fast that which is good. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I've had things happen to me that have come to my mind that seemed right. And just all of a sudden, I'd think, now wait, I haven't prayed about that. And when I did, God showed me it wasn't right. We who belong to God must take the situation to God in prayer. In a desire to know the truth, you have to have a real desire to know the truth. One of the problems in this is that sometimes our ego gets in the way. We make up our mind as to what the truth is 
We don't want to see that it isn't the truth because our ego is in the way. That is almost a sure path to damnation. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. It's a very serious matter if God sends a strong delusion for the person to believe a lie. How do you break through that delusion? I don't know. I don't know if they can ever be brought back if God sends a strong delusion. Sometimes we delude ourselves by our own thinking, and sometimes devils bring thoughts to us of something that seems like it would be right and we can delude ourselves. In all things, we must prove that thing that is whether or not it is right, whether or not it's right in the sight of God. In the sight of God, not in the sight of man. There is a joke which I think explains this quite well. There was a kindergarten classroom and a cat wandered into the room and the kids were very excited and the little boy said to the teacher, what is the sex of the cat? And the teacher was horrified and said, I don't know. And another little boy said, I know how we can find out. Everybody looked at him. He said, we can vote on it. That pretty much defines a situation that that is not going to bring, necessarily is not going to bring the truth of the matter. And yet some people sort of go along with what everybody says. Some people in churches even go along with what everybody says. We can't do it that way. When somebody states something and we have a little question, or when an idea comes to our mind, we can't just jump on it and go with it unless we're sure it's of God. There are times I've had when I've known it was God. There were other times when I wasn't sure. And I've turned to God in prayer and I've said, what about this? And I've had God unravel it for me so that I know the truth in that one matter. The only safe way that I know of to deal with truth is by first praying. You can't just jump in and start with your own mind to find out because you might mislead yourself. God knows all truth about the entire situation. So let him show you. We basically humble ourselves in the sight of God every time we pray. 
we start with prayer. And then God might remind you of a scripture which shows you truth. Or he might bring a concept to your mind which shows you truth. But you start with prayer. What about this? Please show me the truth. And you have to want to know the truth. It has to matter to you. I think we're almost already lost if we don't care about the truth. Delusion usually begins by accepting a lie as truth. You can think, well, how could anyone accept a lie as truth? We've just seen rioters at the Capitol who felt the election was rigged because that's what they were being told. They did not stop and evaluate the situation. They did not stop and seek evidence that the election was rigged. They did not turn to God. Even church people did not, in the situation did not turn to God. They thought they were saving democracy by trying to stop the counting of electoral votes, which is democracy. They didn't even realize they were rebelling against the very thing they thought they were fighting for, which is democracy. I'm extremely non-political, but I did watch this story very carefully as it unfolded on television. And I saw the faces of the rioters. I saw the anger and the evil and the pride and all of the things coming forth that we're warned about in the last days. And I heard them later say they thought they were doing good. One man was repentant and he said, I'm so ashamed that I went along with this. I thought it was the right thing to do. There are going to be so many things that seem right in the last days and are wrong. We must not take it that lightly. I, I mean, I'm glad the man repented. I'm glad he was able to see that he was doing wrong. I'm very glad. That's pretty unusual, matter of fact. I heard President Trump say he did nothing wrong, and I think he really believes this. That's called delusion. If you saw the television pictures of this riot against the Capitol, and you saw the faces of these people, and the mass hysteria that they were swept up in, it had to be startling to you. Even if you're as non-political as I am, you had to be shocked by looking at this. I'm shocked when I see people rioting out in the streets, protesting when the police unfairly kill someone. I hate all of this black and white stuff. I have never used being a woman as a reason for not succeeding. And yet I hear people today constantly saying it was because they were a black person that they didn't succeed. I hate that. 
And you see, evil begets evil. So you watch the Civil War on television, and you're horrified by the evil done against the black people, as I am. I'm horrified by it. God told me once not to get caught up in stuff like this because he's the judge. He will sort it all out in the end. He will judge everyone who did evil during the Civil War. He will judge everyone who did good during the Civil War. God will judge it. We cannot take on the position of God. We can be horrified by something that people are doing. We can think it's wrong, but we cannot jump in there and take over and let their evil become our evil. We cannot be overcome by evil that way. We must not allow ourselves to be overcome by their evil. We have to realize God will judge us and them and everything. Have you ever appointed God to judge you deliberately? I have. Where there is envy and strife, there is confusion and every evil thing. And you can be swept up in the evil, thinking you're doing a good thing. We have to be aware of that. There was a woman who railed out against me, one of our own church members. And I turned to God and I said, now I cannot sort through this matter. I turn to you for you to sort through it and show me the truth. Show me if I did evil. Show me if I did wrong in this matter. Show me the truth. For I can't go forward as a minister of God unless I can settle this. And I can't settle it unless you show me your judgment. So I'm asking you, God, to judge me in this matter. For you know all right and all wrong, and you can show me if I've done wrong so I can repent. See, the people who can't repent, they can't repent because they don't see that they've done anything wrong. The Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, shows us when we've done wrong so that we can repent. They can't repent because they can't see they've done anything wrong because the Spirit of Truth is not in them to show them if they've done wrong. We who are of God have the Spirit of Truth in us, and if we've done wrong, we want to know so we can repent. That's a big difference between the church and the world. You have to love the truth. You have to seek the truth from God. You have to depend on God to judge you and to show you and to judge the situation. For he is truth. He's always all truth. No darkness in God. There's no darkness. So we turn to God in the strife 
and the conflict. And we ask him to show us the truth as we need to see it, both in the world and in spiritual matters. It's really pretty difficult to separate world from spiritual matters because everything done out there has to do with God and whether or not you are lining up with God and his view. And whether you're doing what God wants you to do in the matter. And we can't do that if our heart's not pure. If you're out there striving with people and boasting and you're proud and covetous, your heart's not going to be right and you're going to be blinded. Weren't we blinded before we were born again? Ooh, I don't want to think of the things I did before I was born again and the things I thought and the things I stood up for. After the spirit of truth reaches us, after God is revealed to us, we walk in light, not in darkness, not in the darkness of our own thinking, of our own judgment, of what we think, but what God thinks. So the Apostle Paul says, prove all things. And when you find something good, hold fast to it. Start with prayer. There was a woman who came over to our house to do some work for me. And she found out that I was a person of God and cared about the Bible. And she immediately began asking me questions. I didn't know it at the time she started asking me the questions. She seemed like she really wanted to know the subject. But thinking back on it, I was wrong because why didn't she ask God? Why didn't she ask him to show her the truth? And why didn't she search the scriptures? after she asked God. Instead, she asked me. But I found out after she asked me, the reason she wanted to know is she was fighting against her father concerning church doctrine. And she wanted to prove her father wrong. Now that's, heart's not good when we want to prove somebody wrong. David prayed, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Anytime we are in strife, we are in great danger of having our own heart polluted, and we're in great danger of taking on the wrong spirit. We really have to turn to God for him to clean us up at the point of strife. For we are in such danger. I think that might be Psalm 51, where David said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. When we really want God to correct us if we're wrong, when we really want that, God will when we ask him. 
because we can't repent of what we have done and what we think until we see the truth. And it is God who has the key to the truth in the matter at hand. We have to do this in everything, spiritual and secular. We ran into a problem just this year with our car, a new car. We bought a new car. It was in, we bought one in 2020. I had a custom sound system put in the car. And then we had a problem. And when we took the car back to the dealer, he blamed the person who put in the sound system. The sound people were very nice. They picked up the car and they took it and examined it to see if something had been installed incorrectly. And when they found it had not been installed incorrectly, they took it back to the dealer and then the dealer agreed to fix the car. We had the car back about a month, and then something else happened. Uh, the side mirror, where the, like you drive and you have that rear view mirror, we used to call it out on the side of the car, it wouldn't automatically set. And uh, we took it back to have them fix the mirror. And they blamed the sound system people who hadn't even touched the car. Well, it seemed to me that they, the dealer people were wrong in blaming the sound system people. But then I thought, well, I don't know that they're wrong. I don't know whether the sound system people or whether the dealer, which one of them, I don't know which one of them's wrong. So I turned to God and I said, please, you judge it. The only thing that matters to us is that it is fixed. It doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong. We're not even capable of judging that often. We don't know. We can think it's one, but we may not be right. So I said to God, you, you judge it, please. Well, everything got fixed. It cost us some money because the dealer said the sound people were wrong. Therefore, the car wasn't under warranty. Well, that's okay. We told the sound system people, we said, hey, we don't want you to have to be out any money on our car. We'll pay for it. Don't you know that God will repay you even if the world defrauds you? You can see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. The time will come when this money is totally worthless. Even the rich people, it says in Revelation, they'll be throwing their silver and gold out in the street. It's not worth anything. When God starts bringing the great tribulation, it'll all change. It's just like coronavirus changed everything. When those plagues come from God, a lot of things that seemed important will no longer be important. The thing that's important right now is us living in a way that is peaceful and right in the sight of God. Not in the sight of man. We don't have to be wise in the sight of man, but we have to do the right thing in the sight of God. So we 
told the dealer, we'll pay it. We told the sound system people, we don't want you to be out of any money. We'll pay it. And we paid to have the car fixed, even though the car was under warranty. It's not a big deal. God has seen that we are out of debt, that we don't have any financial need, though we have almost very little income, we have plenty. This fighting over money and struggle over money, it's, that's just a deadly way to go. You might want to read 1 Timothy chapter 6 on that subject of money if you're caught in one of these traps. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. That which is good in the sight of God. Man will think we're silly and foolish. It doesn't matter. What matters is what does God think. And that's the only thing that matters. So prove what God thinks about what you are doing. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.